I'm going to tell you why I say in my coaching work, it's not okay to be chill. My name is Paul. I'm known as the unconventional pastor on social media. I like to have unconventional conversations. Glad you all are here. And I've entitled the talk today, Is It Good to Be Chill? The idea that keeps running through my head about transfiguration this week. Transfiguration is a Greek word. Well, it's an English translation of a Greek word in the Christian New Testament. We see this story where Jesus was transfigured on the mountain. I believe as human beings, and I really believe this is what the story of Jesus is about, is that we are to be transfigured in our life. We're, we're not to stay the same being, like the caterpillar goes into the chrysalis and gets completely broken down and becomes this completely new creature. I believe that is a process that human beings need to go through. I believe it's what the teachings of Jesus in the Christian New Testament are all about, not about joining a club, saying a magic prayer, and getting your get out of hell free card. We see this in this moment of transfiguration on the mountain. In Matthew 17, Jesus takes some of his closest buddies up to this mountain and they see him transfigured. That's the English translation of a Greek word. It says Jesus was transfigured. Now, we don't know what that means exactly. The writers say he changed, he got bright, his clothes were shining like the light. All of a sudden, there were two dead guys standing there with him, Moses and Elijah. Whatever happened there, it was so freaking amazing. The guys there with him, his best buddies were like, holy shit. We should stay here forever. The writer writes, Peter says, let's just build a shelter and stay here because this is, this is freaking amazing. Here's the interesting thing to me about that story is that word metamorpho that is translated transfigured in that story is, is only used one other time in all of the books of the canon of the Christian New Testament is in the book of Romans, Romans 12, 2. Don't be conformed to this age. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can know what is right and good and perfect. It's saying, don't be conformed to the age, but be transfigured like Jesus was on that mountain. Become a different being so that you can know what is good and right. And, and so that verse is saying, if you don't go through that process, you're not going to have discernment to know what is good and right. And so this is why I say, I don't think it's good to be chill because chill means a whole lot of different things. What you'll hear from a lot of evangelicals on Romans 12 too, they'll say, no, Romans 12 too says, don't be conformed to that world out there. What it actually says is don't be conformed. The word is aeon, and it generally means era. Don't be conformed to your era. I believe if we were to put it in today's parlance, we could very rightly say, don't be conformed to your echo chamber. Don't be trying to be homogenous to the mob just so you can feel included. It means come out of your echo chamber, test what you know, and be transfigured. A big part of Christianity is it tells you don't change. This verse clearly is stating what I believe Jesus was saying over and over is 
be renewed, be sozoed, have salvation, be reconciled to your identity of who you're supposed to be on the inside. Be transfigured into something else. And Romans 12, 2 says, don't be conformed to the aeon, the echo chamber, the culture that you know, but be transfigured, completely changed into something new by the renewing of your mind. And that word renewing is a present future noun that means the never ending renewing of your mind, that you should constantly be challenging your beliefs and saying, is what I'm holding on to what I need for today? Transfiguration to me is akin to what happens to a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. A caterpillar literally digests itself, breaks itself down with digestive juices inside the chrysalis to a primordial ooze, to the very basics of what it was at the beginning of all of this life. What's left in the primordial ooze and doesn't get broken down are the building blocks for what will become a butterfly. Those start to build up and soon the butterfly works its way out of the chrysalis and it is a completely different animal than the caterpillar. It eats different food, it digests food differently, it travels differently, it is a completely new creature transfigured by the process. So when I ask the question, is it cool to be chilled? I think about so many people that I have as clients in my coaching services or my mentorship for spirituality who say, no, nothing bothers me, I'm just chill. And particularly I hear this from those born biologically male. They've been told all their life by their religion and their culture, oh, emotions are not for you. Don't run like a girl, don't throw like a girl. For God's sakes, don't cry like a girl. And I'm not saying this doesn't happen to biological females as well, but to males, I really find this a lot. Oh, nothing really bothers me. And so what I hear when you say that, guys, is I'm really good at stopping, avoiding, and finding coping mechanisms. These are the guys who are just like, 22 days until my next trip to Vegas. All they can think about is their next boy's trip to get away, to not have any responsibility, um, because inside they've lost that feeling of identity and there's this pain deep down inside that they're not allowed to be present to because religion and its influence on the American culture says, no, don't be introspective. This is what we see in right-wing politics today are people who have been told being introspective, searching internally is wrong. You should just let Jesus take care of it, brother. Just take it to the cross, forgive and forget and move on. These are extremely, trauma-producing, identity-stealing comments. It is Christianity that I'm standing up against to say this is an ongoing, violent, traumatizing belief system. And that's why I believe 
we see this story of Jesus being transfigured, becoming a completely different being. And Romans 12, 2, using that exact same word that's used nowhere else in the Christian New Testament canon that says, don't be conformed to your echo chamber. Don't be conformed to the era. Don't, don't fall into pressure of being homogenous in a mob, but be transfigured on a regular basis by the ongoing renewing of your mind. Be changed from who you were to the new person you are to be in this season of your life. Please give me just a moment to share this AI-generated interlude using my voice to let you know I'm so grateful to all who have supported my work over the past few years of walking our emotional and spiritual journeys together. It's been a long and messy one for me, and I am beginning to share my story. Please join the Pastor Paul community and me on this journey as I share what I see is happening in this new spiritual session. And if you can help, please support my efforts with your subscription. Accessing my coaching or spiritual mentorship services and or by liking, commenting on, and sharing my content on social media. I want to see the world changed and I want to be part of facilitating this change for so many people looking for community, fulfillment, and a sustainable emotional and spiritual well-being. And I can't do it without you. Please go to pastor-paul.com to see how you can join in on the journey. Now, back to conversations about coming out of conformity to an echo chamber on this Bible talk in unconventional conversations with Pastor Paul. Somebody I was working with once, he's telling me all these things that he was mad about that people heard him. I'm like, so how do you process that? Oh, I just say, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. That doesn't sound like you really process. That sounds like avoidance, coping, and stuffing. Don't run like a girl, don't throw like a girl, don't cry like a girl. That is the Christian message to men these days, particularly in right-wing evangelical circles. It's a deadly message. In America today, I may not have these stats exactly correct. I'm saying them from memory, but, but the gist is correct. That women in America are 10 times more likely to be diagnosed with clinical depression. They are twice as likely to attempt self-harm but biological males are twice as likely to end their lives that tells me women are allowed to express pain and emotion more freely than our biological males and in christian circles biological males aren't allowed to express them at all men stuff stuff avoid avoid cope, cope, until they can't do any of those things anymore. And they don't use self-harm as a plaintiff cry for help. They say, I am out of here and I'm going to make it work. It's tragic. It's a violent, traumatizing religious belief system that impacts so many people in America. But stepping out of Christianity and starting to say, oh, I get to ask questions. Suddenly you're like, oh, there are things about me that I was never allowed to know when I was just taking it to the cross. And those things are so painful to be revealed. 
in my life, the trauma of growing up in an Assemblies of God pastor's household was brutal. But no longer tethered, I was able to start to look inside and see what was happening. I discovered, oh, wow, there's a whole lot of things about myself that I never knew. People said, if you leave the church, your life's going to get a lot more messy. Yeah, so does the caterpillar's life. It gets extremely messy when it digests itself in a chrysalis. But that's exactly how it becomes this new creation. And the story of Jesus is anyone in Christ is a new creation, a transfigured creation. So let me encourage you by telling you it's not cool to be chill. It's actually cool to be brave enough to say, hey, there are things inside that are hurting and I would like to explore them and get a therapist, get a coach. Coaching services I do and the mentorship for Spiritual Walker are my favorite things. And you can go to my website, pastor-paul.com and find out about it. Every day I see people discovering, oh, I was told I was a horrible being, an original sinner, a terrible pile of dirt. And that my only redeeming quality was to be able to say this magic prayer and be a part of this club that meets in an indoctrination gathering every Sunday morning to get our marching orders. And now you're telling me when I was doing that bad, sinful thing, I actually was just a human being looking for love and value and purpose. And because Christianity didn't give me a way to work through the pain of it all, then I could only express value and purpose by being in its worship services and doing its backpack drives school and teach Sunday school. But now I can actually seek out who I really am and a real purpose that really impacts the world. Christianity, as it has become this politicized thing, has no desire to help people to follow the 2,000 commands of the Bible that say seek justice for the poor, the foreigner, the foreigner, the, the foreigner, the marginalized, the outcast, like the LGBTQ plus community or non-Christian religious people like Buddhist or uh, Muslims or atheists. and the widow, the economically disadvantaged, those that don't have access to the economic system like you do. I can't tell you how many Christians say, our job is just get soul saved, and it's tragic. But it, the beautiful thing that's happening in this season is so many people are starting to say, I can't be a part of this politically prostituted church anymore because I've had questions for a long, long time and I can't be a part of it anymore. And in that comes this messy breaking down process of the caterpillar in the chrysalis that becomes transfigured into the butterfly. So I invite you into that. A lot of us are discovering what it says in Isaiah 50, behold, a new thing is happening. It's springing up in the desert. Do you not perceive it? When you're conforming to your echo chamber or your age and not being transfigured by the ongoing renewing of your mind, you cannot see the new thing springing up in the desert. You cannot perceive that something new is happening in the offing.
but the rest of us are realizing, oh no, this is this is what the story of Jesus was teaching about the whole time, being broken down and becoming something new. All right, love you all. We'll talk to you again soon.